If all of your customer data is living in a spreadsheet, then you've got a giant gap in your understanding of those that you're trying to serve. Today, I want to share with you a tool that will help you round out your customer knowledge, making it human again, and giving you the kind of creative insights that can lead to new customer or donor or client value. Hey, welcome back to Unlocking Innovation. My name is Kedron Rhodes, and if you are trying to deliver new value to those you serve, hey, you've come to the right place. This is where I share with you my 20 plus years of experience helping leaders just like you deliver new value to those that you serve. And I am so glad you're here. So spreadsheets and data, they excel at a lot of things. They are really good at telling you what was, but they really struggle with telling you why. Why do customers, why do donors, why do your clients behave a certain way? They struggle with telling that story because in large part, they're, they're abstracted away from the human nature of real customer behavior, which is really hard to empathize with. It's really hard to build a narrative or develop a compelling story around data that lives in a spreadsheet. So what do we do about that? If that's where our customer data lives currently, then we've got a pretty narrow view of who we're trying to serve. The tool that I want to share with you today is called a persona. I want to share with you what it is, what it's good for, what it's not. And then I want to give you some practical ways and practical tools that you can use to begin building out your own persona. So first of all, what is it and what is it for? So a persona is a artifact that represents the type of customer or the type of donors or type of clients that you're trying to serve. It's a artifact that represents a lot of user research. It's the synthesis. It's the consolidation. It's the, the reforming of all of that research insights into an artifact that, that your team, that you can build empathy with. So this artifact includes things like a name. It includes some human elements of those that you're trying to serve. Like what are the goals of the individuals you're trying to serve? What are their hopes and fears? What do they see? What do they hear? What do they think? What do they feel? Some core elements of just the human experience. We use personas to help round out or help inform our understanding of those that we're trying to serve. It is an, it's a tool, it's intentionally designed to bring a human element to the conversation so that we don't, we don't get laser focused on numbers and statistics and demographics and typical marketing data that is so data heavy. The persona is used to align our efforts, our energy towards the customer. As we build empathy towards a customer, uh, this tool helps us focus that energy. And it helps us move away from designing solutions that are specifically and solely for our own benefit as an organization. Lastly, a persona is a living document. It's a representation of your current understanding of those that you serve. And that understanding should change over time. The customers that you observe today in order to build this persona are going to change over time and they're going to be different customers uh, a year from now, their behaviors might be different. Their fears or hopes, their motivations might be different a year or two from now. So it's important to keep this a living document. 
and mature your understanding of your customers as your customers change. So that gives you a sense of what a persona is and what what it can be used for. It's there to, again, shape our understanding of the customer beyond just uh, hard data points and really begin to build empathy with those that we're trying to serve. And organizations likely have multiple personas. It's usually not just one that you're pursuing or one that you need to serve. It's likely multiple multiple personas, all reflecting different goals, different motivation, uh, different aspirations or fears. So now that we know what it is, it's helpful to look at what it's not. First of all, personas are not a visual representation of your typical marketing data. It might be tempting to go to your marketing data and then pull out the demographics and try to humanize those components. Ages, regional locations, uh, occupations, things that might be easily assembled or aggregated with uh, marketing data. Personas are not built on institutional knowledge or assumption. And I want to highlight this because personas are, instead, they're, they're built off of real human real customer observations, real customer interactions. It might be really tempting to start building a persona based on what you currently know about your your customers, what your assumptions already are, as it relates to how you're currently servicing them. And this is a quick trap to confirm your biases about how you already operate within the organization. And personas are meant specifically to help us step out of the organization and into our customers' shoes. So it's vital that 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 is where we start. Start with actual observations. So it's not not a reflection of our own intuition about those that we serve. It's a reflection of what we actually observe our customers and our clients and our donors and how they interact with our organization. Personas are not a job function. So it might be really tempting to say, this is Trail Builder Bob. Persona shouldn't reflect a job title. That may be an aspect of the persona. What, it, the, what the persona does for a living might be important piece of the persona, but it ought not to define the persona. The persona is about goals, motivations. It's about fears. It's about hopes. It's about the core of the human experience, not exclusively or not necessarily about the thing that they're trying to get done as they engage with your with your business. And lastly, personas are not a substitute for marketing data. They're not a substitute for other types of customer data. They're meant to just help round it out, help build empathy for those that you're trying to serve. It's meant to help your team think of new creative ways to deliver value to those that you that you serve. So let me give you an example of a persona that I developed years ago for a client. The space was wayfinding, personal navigation. So let me just give you a rundown, a a really quick overview of this persona. This isn't a deep dive into the persona, but here are just the highlights. So we humanized the research after talking to dozens of individuals. Here's one of the personas that I identified in the research, and here are some of the components. First of all, his name is Randall. He's married, he has three kids, and he lives in Denver. So you'll see that there is a slice of that traditional marketing data or demographic data packed in there. Gives some initial context. But here are the kind of insights that surfaced across multiple participants in this research activity that you don't get in traditional data. So Randall 
has a high value on accuracy. His confidence in personal wayfinding is pretty fragile. He knows where his money goes. The quantified life fits his worldview, his need to understand. He has very predictable use patterns. He enjoys providing answers to other people's geo questions. And he believes that data deserves to be liberated. Some of his goals include things like accurately capturing and reporting his travels and enable or augment his own GPS-dependent use patterns. So that is just a really high-level view of Randall. Personas will be much richer and deeper, but I just want to give you a sense of what kind of information surfaces in in building out a persona. It's much more than just where does Randall live, how many kids he have, maybe how, how much his household income is, and where he shops on the weekend, where he dines, that sort of thing. These are these the personas ought to speak to what drives Randall forward. So how can you go about building your own? Let me give you some quick tips on how you can begin doing this work yourself. First of all, start with real users. Start with 12 to 20, whatever you can get your hands on. The number will, de- will vary depending on the variety of types of customers or donors that you're trying to serve. But generally, 12 to 20 is a good place to start. You need enough interview participants to be able to see some patterns surface. And those patterns are the things that will surface up into a persona, the, the artifact that we create to represent this archetype. Next, make a template. You want to gather data in a very predictable way as you talk to to individuals. So as you interview people, use the same methodology, ask the same questions so that you can begin to see some consistency in how the how your findings are represented and makes those makes those patterns a lot easier to identify. A very simple and easy template that you can start with today is called an empathy map. And an empathy map simply includes the answer to the questions of what does this person see? What does this person say or do, think or feel? Catalog your your findings in those buckets is a great way to begin building out a persona. And of course, actually getting out of the office, talking to real human beings is where the real magic happens. There are no shortcuts to these kind of insights. It takes getting out of the office. It takes talking to real human beings and uh, no shortage of emotional intelligence as you engage those that you're trying to serve. As you interview individuals, you begin to collect this data. And the next activity, of course, is to synthesize it. Find the patterns. Pull the findings apart into an affinity map and see what ideas surface, and then begin to assemble those ideas into collections that will begin to lay the groundwork of your persona. As you get this persona fleshed out and you get these big ideas surfacing into the critical components of your persona, socialize it. Get it in front of your colleagues and your peers and get a gut check. Does this feel right? Does this, does, does this persona resonate with how you understand the customer? And if it doesn't, don't be alarmed. It might mean that you need to do more work on your persona, or it might mean that your persona 
is exposing a gap in the way that the organization understands those that you're trying to connect with. And then, of course, don't put the persona on a shelf. You got to keep them alive, revisit them every three, maybe six months just to check down the list. Does this still hold true? If your team doesn't have regular researchers in place, make sure that you get research on the calendar so that it is part of the way that you internalize your understanding of those that you're trying to serve. If you jump into this and you get stuck, or if you want to take your persona understanding or your persona development to the next level, feel free to reach out and I'd love to help. Whether it's tips on user research, where to find participants, how to structure an interview, how to consolidate or synthesize the data, how to pull all of that together into a visual representation that resonates with your team, I'd be happy to help. So that's it for today. If you found this information helpful, please hit the thumbs up or head over to iTunes or wherever you get your podcasts and leave a review. I'd greatly appreciate it. And I look forward to having these conversations with you down the road.